This week, there's only one thing worse than a dragon. Not watching a movie about dragons. We're talking Reign of Fire, and this is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley. I am still John Rooney. And this week we are discussing the 2002 goddamn Stone Cold classic, (laughs) Reign of Fire. Yeah, that's right. Reign of Fire from the director of several episodes of Parker Lewis Can't Lose, <laughs> the writer of Halloween H2O, Ooh. and the stars of Ed TV and Newsies. Yeah. yeah. Reign of Fire, a movie about dragons. And English people. <laughs> and the reign thereof. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I think we summed it up. Uh, I think, so let's just finish it now. Right on. Uh, body oh. Counts was uh, my heart, I guess. Probably a lot. There was a lot of fire. <laughs> Do we count the people that died in the exposition or just the people that died on screen? I don't know. That body count came from uh, the failing New York Times. Ooh. Hashtag sad. So I don't know if we can trust those numbers. True. True. All right. So uh, Reign of Fire begins as all movies do with small English children being led onto dangerous construction yeah. sites through uh, just a cavalcade of ravens and crows. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we meet our, our little boy hero, the man, who, the boy who will grow up to be uh, mega movie star Christian Bale. He's a little boy, his name is Quinn, and he just wanders through a construction site, and everyone is kind of uh, nonchalant as to the small schoolboy with no safety gear wandering onto yeah. a hard hat area construction site. Yeah, they're tussling his hair, offering some smokes. Yeah, <laughs> making a series of jokes that he is way too young to understand, but somehow back talks to anyway. But whatever, let's send him down an elevator into, you know, an active construction site, a drilling site. Yeah. Well, how else is he going to go down into a burning rain of fire? Valid point. True. Valid point. Uh, I fell into a burning rain of fire. Uh, well, no, you got the... Uh, and it burned, burned, burned. Yeah, you got those this antibiotics, fire. though. This rain of fire. <laughs> <laughs> Just the most unexpected horn section in all of pop music history. I never see it coming. I'm always surprised. <laughs> so uh, little Quinn goes down the elevator and uh, he goes and he meets his ma who's working there. Uh, and she sees his little, I don't know if it's a report card or a letter from the school. I think it's, he got accepted into some kind of like private school or like uh, some kind of expensive school. Yeah, but he didn't get the scholarship or he got his scholarship taken away or something. Yeah, yeah. they don't have the $3,000 uh, to be able to go to school. Yeah. But none of that matters because some guy broke open a hole to avoid. Avoid. <laughs> Yeah, these and British. what uh, better way to explore this than sending that aforementioned unsafety equipped child into yeah. that hole? Well, they gave him a flashlight to go in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, that's all the protection he needs. Yeah. So he, uh, crawl, the the guy sends the little boy crawling through a hole into a H.R. Uh, Giger inspired nightmare territory. Yeah, yeah. it's that abandoned uh, train tunnel from Ghostbusters Two. 
Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Flowing with the plasma and everything. <laughs> uh, it was slime, not plasma. Yeah, Patrick. Oh, so sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, guys, that pink slime really ramped up my emotions. I'm I know. Sorry. It angers <laughs> up the blood. It really does. <laughs> and that makes the meat go bad. Don't eat me yet, guys. Not until I, uh, I cheer up. So yeah. moving on. These are all great jokes, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, they are. History will be the judge. <laughs> Lo, years from now, when our world is not but dust, historians will dig up our podcast and go, yay, verily, this is the humor. <laughs> it's true. Genius is never appreciated in its time. Mm-hmm. That's true, just like Van Gogh. Guys, we all have to cut off our ear. Just one, though. One ear per person. I, mean, right. I don't really need it. Are we going to each cut off our own ears, or are we going to do like a massage train of ear cutting? We're going to do like a human centipede of ear cutting. That's Ooh, what we're going to do. I am not nice. sewing my ear yeah. to your ear. Eee, weird. Oh, also, does, any, does anybody know a prostitute to send our ears to? Craigslist? <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> unsafe little boy in a pit. <laughs> the unsafe little boy in the pit comes across a wall that looks kind of like bumpy and he touches it and he's like, ooh, that's nice. But then a drizzle of fire goo comes down from the ceiling and he turns around and sees leathery movement. And he runs out and he's like, mom, there's something in there. She's like, shut up and let's get on the elevator. And then the guy tries to light a cigarette, and it gets blown out. By a fucking dragon! Yeah, Yeah. only a dragon would be able to snuff out a match of that size. (laughs) Yeah, from that distance. (laughs) And so the mother and child are in a race for their lives. It's Elevator v. Dragon, the fight of the century. Yeah. Uh, She goes by the time-honored tradition of the more you press a button on an elevator, the faster it goes. I mean, doesn't that work with all elevators? Uh, Clearly doesn't in this movie. No, because the dragon very quickly in a... A literal rain of fire climbs up behind it, kind of screams at the elevator, and then continues on his way uh, out of the pit into modern-day London, or past London. We'll get to modern-day in a second. Uh, And then, because the dragon screamed so loud, the kid's mom died. Yeah. Yeah. He did. No. Yeah. It's very sad. It was. But he escapes, and cut to exposition dump. Via a scrapbook explanation yeah. of the dragon yeah. war. Yeah, this is your DM who's always just a little too into it, came way over prepared for the backstory of your campaign. <laughs> and then decided to dump it much in the form of the opening credits to Hannibal. Yeah. <laughs> just flipping through this uh, weird little serial killer pasting of dragon murders. That's right. And so we, uh, we <clears throat> see that the dragons, and we hear from Christian Bale's narration that the dragons uh, came and proliferated very quickly and everyone that they killed seemingly hundreds more would pop up decimating the world's population the human armies of the world gathered together and they fired nukes and all their bombs and nothing could be done to stop the dragons because the dragons feed on ash yeah isn't that handy I know right that's a real strong biological function we also found out my favorite part where the movie justifies the existence of dragons as they're the ones who killed the dinosaurs. Yeah, they did. They burned them up crispy. They burned them up into ash, and all that ash flew into our atmosphere, and that's how we got the Ice Age. Yeah. And that's how the dragons ended up underground. They were hibernating, guys. Look at that. See? Because they burned everything up already. I know. This movie is smarter 
than you think. Smarter than your average dragon movie. <laughs> Don't worry, though. This will get dumbed down pretty quickly. When McConaughey arrives on a sweet-ass tank, yeah. riding a 50 cal machine gun like a horse. Yeah. With a leather jacket with no sleeves, but certainly a fur collar. Yep. Definitely. Mm. So uh, we are now in modern day, uh, which is actually the future, Northumberland, England, 2020 A.D., Guys, we're almost at Reign of Fire time. Did you realize yeah, that? Like, like three so years close. away. Yeah. Man, I barely noticed when we blew right through Back to the Future 2 timeline. Yeah, yeah. good point. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> here we are. It's 2020, and the remnants of humanity, as far as we know, are living in this big castle uh, somewhere in England. Oh, Northumberland, England. I just said it. <laughs> Not somewhere. There's a Chiron and everything, dude. Yeah. Yeah, told us. So, um, <laughs> they're all just hanging out. Christian Bale is the leader of these people, and we see him shirtless and sweaty, just hammering into some rock. And then a guy's like, check out these pipes. That's it. Yeah, this, this is all. This is almost as homoerotic as Rambo Three. Almost, almost. Yeah. It's not quite under siege level. Like, uh, what is the, well, uh, yeah. the under siege? What it does is it brings the subtext up to just text. Right. Yeah. This one is still under the surface. Although I will say, uh, any two shot of McConaughey and Bale looks like it's always going to end yeah. in a little peck on the oh, cheek. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and I would say like it's barely subtext. It's subtext like uh, like whenever you see a movie where people get like things in like creepy crawlies under their skin, you can see them moving under their skin. That's what the that's what the subtext is. Creepy sure. crawlies yeah. under your skin, but still under your skin. Yeah, just just there. Right. They haven't burst through yet. Yeah. <laughs> just bulging right there yeah. under the skin. <laughs> yeah, sexy. Uh, anyways. <laughs> what, nobody likes creepy crawlies under their skin? Boo hoo! <laughs> don't make don't judge my fetish. <laughs> so moving on, uh, we meet uh, uh, Christian Bale, Quinn, his uh, his friend, his best friend in the whole world, the head shakingly handsome Jerry <laughs> Butler, yeah. who seems to be doing what he thinks is a smile throughout this whole movie, but is unrecognizable as human emotion. <laughs> yeah, I would call it more of a leer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like, yeah, he's like, seems to be sexually attracted to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Like, he's got his own, like, little, uh, fetishy thing here. It's not as cool <laughs> as Creepy Crawlies, but it's not bad. Man, so anyways, he did manage to, uh, he did also, go along. he managed to find the world's last remnants of, uh, moose. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. He's always got a fresh, blown out look. Yeah, he does. His hair looks great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we find out that their lives now are basically in this castle. They've got a bunch of kids there. they got people all doing jobs, building pipe works. And, uh, they got a Star Wars reenactment troupe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get to see a nice little scene of Gerard Butler and Christian Bale entertaining kids before bed by reenacting the climactic fight between Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker in Star Wars Episode Five. The Empire Strikes Back. That's right. This is a backdoor secret Star Wars episode, nerds. (laughs) Strap in, because I got a lot of nonsense to say. Let me tell you about the taxonomy of Tauntauns, okay? How they're classified within the world, okay? First off, they've got three stomachs. Not a lot of people know that. That's correct. Most of their abdomen is large intestine, as we've seen when the lightsaber cuts through it. And all their organs are opaque. (laughs) Reasonable. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so uh, we basically get to see their daily lives. Uh, at one point, one of the guys, Eddie, uh, one of the gruff Englishmen who inhabits the castle, approaches Quinn, the leader, and was like, Well, I'm going to go get our crops, mate. 
And he's like, no, you're not. And he's like, yeah, I am. I lost a kid and a wife. And he's like, I'm taking these keys. And then that's what happens. Yeah. English it, Batman goes English Batman voice on him. It really yeah. seems like a bad idea, though, to put your farm so far outside of your castle. Yeah. They're, so in the middle of the night, <laughs> Eddie steals the keys and they drive literally until daylight. <laughs> yeah. It's hours away. And this wasn't this like a farm. whoopsie accidental farm that they just noticed tomatoes had been growing in. No, there were like... There's trellises yeah. and it's been hoed and... Uh, what's that other thing that you do with farming? I don't know. Oh. Irrigated probably. Yeah. Probably. Digging. Yep. Uh, but yeah, there's like chain link fences on which the tomato vines are able to grow. Right. Yeah. And so they go there in the middle of the night on a stealth tomato stealing mission. Uh, they start eating them like apples, which is probably the grossest thing in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's real. Squishy it's real gross bad. tomato. <laughs> uh, and one single head of cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, in the middle of the night while they are gone, uh, Quinn is awoken uh, to the uh, alarm of, of a hawk going, because that means the dragons is around. Yeah. Yeah. And Christian Bale freaks out because he knows they're going for the crops. He finds out that the car was stolen. And so he gets uh, suited up and heads out. Meanwhile, back at the farm, dragon shows up. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He starts yeah. burning everything up. Yeah, the dragons uh, in this movie are, I will say this, for a movie from 2002, the effects are pretty great. Yeah, not bad on yeah, the dragons. Yeah, they're pretty good yeah. on the dragons. I love how the dragons shoot flame, too. Like, they actually put some thought into, like, the biology of these creatures that they shoot, like, two, like, they've got, like, two little, like, holes in their mouth and they each shoot a different goo that comes out and then when they mix, it becomes, like, napalm. Yeah. Because, like, the fire seems to, like, stick to the ground. It's yeah. not just, like, regular fire. It's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And this dragon lays waste to the farm pretty quickly. Um, but that's okay. Because who shows up but Christian Bale in a shiny suit? Yeah, he's wrapped yeah. entirely in tinfoil, which helps you survive dragon attacks, it turns out. Yeah, who knew? Yeah. yeah. Christian fucking Bale did, y'all. I mean, true. He did have that scrapbook. I'm sure he learned it somewhere. <laughs> so they have a, they sort of, a, they don't chase off the dragon. They just kind of get in their cars. The dragon starts blowing fire into the cars. And it's like a, there's a tense moment where Jerry Butler's car won't start. And then they. And what's great is they reenact every like bad road trip movie where everyone is yelling at the driver to make the car work better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, and he's just uh, fiddling with the gear shift and stuff and trying to start it over and over again and clearly flooding the engine with all the gas pedal <laughs> pressing. Yeah. The only thing that was missing was the scene where like they get out, like open the hood to just stare at the engine yeah, for a second true, and go, true. Yep, I got it now. Alright, try it again. <laughs> So yeah. they, they they finally get away, and they realize that the dragon really didn't care about them. All it wanted to do was burn the crops and eat the ash. Eat that ash. <laughs> oh, I don't like that ash. at all. I said ash. Guys. I know, but the, 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 the text was ash. <laughs> the subtext was creepy crawly. And I'm amazed that, like, Prego didn't get in on a sweet, like, co-marketing deal with this, of showing this scene, and then, have you ever wanted fire-roasted tomatoes <laughs> the easy way? Yeah. Without a dragon attack? <laughs> Every time I think to myself, man, I'm glad I don't live in the dragon apocalypse anymore, but there are things I miss. <laughs> I always turn to Prego to fill that need. 
Anyway, I think we just gave you your next million dollar idea, Prego. Call right? us up. Prego. Yeah. Dragon sauce. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Prego. Do an ad campaign based off a 15-year-old movie. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Based on jokes made by a 50-person listening to podcast. <laughs> just get Christian Bale to show up and just, when I'm not yelling at directors of photography, I'm eating Prego. And then watch as America goes, all right, he's English. <laughs> I always forget that. <laughs> Apparently Christian Bale did an interview, and I don't know when it was, but somebody asked him about a potential sequel to Reign of Fire. Ooh. And he's like, yeah, I told the little boy that played my stepson. The little the kid, uh, we'll talk about him, but he's not really that important. He's like, I told him he's all set up to be the leaders so they can put the sequel on his back. Like, he was already just like, I'm done, I'm out. <laughs> I got my 15 minutes of McConaughey. I'm getting out while the getting's oh, good. Man. Yeah. Because the second one can't have it. Oh, I shouldn't say. Yeah, spoiler, guys. <laughs> spoiler for 20 minutes from now. Yeah. Probably more. Well, Probably you know what? More. It's just we want our audience to live in the moment. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely. true. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, speaking of McConaughey, after they escape the fires and they get back, um, that night, tanks, trucks roll up to the castle. Yeah. And everyone's put on high alert, and they all run out into the yard, they've all got guns and rifles and assault weapons, and there's just a box with like eight bullets in it for something, that's all they've got. They're doing it, uh, Russia World War II style. (laughs) Yeah. One bullet for every 50 guns. <laughs> I guess to spook the enemies? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they don't know who to shoot at. Yeah. You're confused. Which one do I shoot? You'll have to shoot us all. <laughs> to figure out which one of us has the bullet. So the Only the real captain would say that. Shoot him. <laughs> so the tank takes lead, rolls up to the door, and out pops... A bald, bearded, <laughs> tattooed, greased up Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Now, when I say greased up, I do not mean traditional action hero KY muscle grease. No. I mean thick, black, like, working an auto body shop grease. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and his first two lines of dialogue are, uh, and... Uh. Yeah, yeah. He definitely takes a shit as he's getting out of the of the. Tank. All of all of Matthew McConaughey's lines in this movie. There's only three kinds of lines he delivers. There's terse, like forward sentences. There's florid monologues <laughs> that wouldn't feel out of place in like a shitty acting class. And then there are just. <laughs> like grunts and screams and just like like weird gurgle noises he's just oh he's always chewing his big like black like crushed up cigar that's not lit ever it's never lit because it's the last cigar in existence he knows if he lights that it's done <laughs> it's like fucking uh, Desmond from Lost he's gonna read the last Dickens novel right before he dies <laughs> Yeah, well, or it's like Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum's cigar in Independence Day. That's this victory dance. When all the dragons are dead, I will light them up. Half Uh, a cigar that's left. (laughs) Because I chewed off the first half. Yeah, kept chewing it. (laughs) But McConaughey jumps out of his little tanky tank and says, Who's in charge? And then Gerard Butler just says, Well, I guess that's you then, isn't it? Can I just say we're killing it with the accents today? Yeah, my Russian accent by way of fucking Liam Neeson was great. 
So Christian Bale uh, literally like runs down the side of the castle like an excited schoolboy yeah. to get a note from his crush. Yeah. <laughs> McConaughey, meanwhile, opens. Will his you arms. shoot me? Check this box for yes. Check this box for no. It's a yes, no parentheses check one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check one. Uh, meanwhile, McConaughey is uh, he's uh, standing in front of his tank with arms wide open. Yeah, it uh, is. in a half a measure, a gesture that is halfway between "Come at me, bra" and "Bra, you need a hug." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, he's wearing the aforementioned uh, like bomber, like fleece lined bomber jacket bomber that jacket. the sleeves have been cut off just so that sweet like you can see lambs will like pop out a little yeah. bit. You mm-hmm. see a hint of his cool tribal tats. Yeah, so you know he's serious business, and right. he's absolutely jacked. Yeah, kind of is in like just. Thick with rippling muscles. He's definitely in uh, Van Damme territory. He's not like bulked, but he's real cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah he's looking good. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably physical peak McConaughey. Yeah, I'd yeah, say that. Possibly. This was There's right before he uh, got some crow's feet and was like, "Well, I guess now I'm a serious actor. I'm gonna go be a true detective." <laughs> I didn't realize Matthew McConaughey was an old timey Southern lawyer. Well, yeah, no, because let me tell you about the Scopes <laughs> Monkey Trial. That's the, you got. I don't remember. He tried his first role was like Ghosts in Mississippi or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's true. He tried. Everybody was like, all right, that movie was okay, but that lawyer was real pretty. <laughs> and so he just milled around for a couple Wasn't years. Wasn't he a pretty lawyer in Amistad, too? I think he's yeah. been a pretty a lot of things. <laughs> and in The Lincoln Lawyer? <laughs> well, Matthew McConaughey's played a lot of pretty lawyers. Yeah. Which is weird. He is not my go-to lawyer. If I had a choice of lawyers, Matthew McConaughey would not be at the top of that list. No, yeah. wait till he gets old and brings back Matlock. <laughs> McConnellock. Oh, I want to see this. I want to see this bad, guys. But what's great is it's kind of like My Name is Bruce or Galaxy Quest where he is playing Matthew McConaughey mistaken for an actual lawyer. <laughs> yes, yes. It's kind, it's kind of like The Grinder, but like good. Yeah. Hey, like The Grinder was good. You didn't even watch it. You didn't even watch it. Did you watch it? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> Why would I? Because it's good. It's actually really funny. Timothy Oliphant does a great, like, four episodes ten as Timothy Oliphant, who takes over the role of The Grinder in the TV show The Grinder, and then him and Rob Lowe's character have a fake TV lawyer mock trial to see who's the best fake TV lawyer. It's really fucking good. It is also really <laughs> hard to say Rob Lowe without just saying Rob Lowe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. It's going to be the name of my robot when I build it. Roblo? It's going to be real on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. This is Roblo the robot. (laughs) Getting into some weird Westworld territory here I'm not exactly comfortable with. Look, it's going to be a really handsome robot that doesn't appear to age and maybe one day 30 years ago... I had sex with a couple underage ladies on camera. I mean, yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah. It's just a robot. It's doing regular robot things. Regular Roblo robot things. Yeah. Roblo the Roblo robot. Roblobot. Oh, now that I'd pay to see. All right. Rob Here we go. Star Wars spinoff starring Roblo as Lobot. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale, uh, we have Quint, and McConaughey plays Van Zant, 
Uh, I assume named after the uh, the brothers from Leonard Skinnerd, uh, yeah, right? And, Am I the only one who's thinking that? No, no, and and I think Quinn <laughs> is meant. I think you have Quinn and Van Zant, and like each one is supposed to be evocative. This movie's just evocating things all over the places. Yeah. It's evoked. Never mind. It's evoking <laughs> nope. things. Nah, all. it's evocative. Yeah, <laughs> it's evoking things all over the place. Evoking up you here, evoking up there. You got some Leonard Skinnerd. You have Quinn, who is probably meant to evoke Quinta. From Jaws, uh, you <laughs> I didn't realize his full name was Quinta. <laughs> As yeah, it's uh, that's his. Yeah, uh, I'm Quinta. Yeah, I'd be here to take care of your shark problem. That's <laughs> my. That's a great Robert Shaw impression. <laughs> yeah, by the way. yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I being... learned it from watching John Malkovich in that pirate show. <laughs> <laughs> The one that I keep mistaking for Vikings. You know the one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So they have a brief, uh, terse, tense little standoff. That is just packed to the brim with sexual tension. Oh, yeah. Well, then you get that one of the florid monologues of Matthew McConaughey where he shows him his, like, dragon's tooth and then goes his on His dragon's long... tooth necklace. Yeah. And then goes on a big story about where he got it in Coffeeville for Kansas. Yeah. Because the yeah. townspeople rose up. Against, against the, the Dalton boys. Yeah. The Dalton boys. But instead, this time, a bunch of army guys rose up against a dragon. So it's kind of the same. I don't know. I feel like the mythology is getting a little mixed there. <laughs> <laughs> Again, your DM was on Wikipedia found this <laughs> right. badass fucking story that he wanted to work into the campaign somehow. Yeah. 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 And so uh, Christian Bale... Quinn lets them into his uh, castle compound, and there's an uneasy truce while they sort of like come in. Like all they want to do is just hang out for the night, retro, you know, refit their ammunition, and you're going to get out the next day at 1800. Perfect. Well, the next day, what happens? Goddamn dragon attacks! Dragon! But that's cool because this army brought with them their helicopter yeah, and they their did. very pretty helicopter pilot. Yeah, she's yep. so pretty. That Christian Bale immediately falls in love with for reasons unexplained. Didn't we all? They seem to have conversations that only exist in their mind because they make reference to things later on in the movie that they absolutely did not discuss true. or give the impression of ever being true. True, yeah. That true. first night when they, they have a brief conversation before bedtime where they're like making coffee or something like that and he's just like what are you doing here she's like I fly but like that's all the conversation is but then their eyes are just like I'm gonna lick your neck yeah I'm gonna suck your toes it gets real dirty you just know that's what they're talking about like we're gonna fuck later yeah it's true I'm going to do some dirty stuff because it's the future. And who knows what kind of sexual <laughs> positions have been invented that we don't know anything about, guys. Yeah. Crazy new positions like a 71. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> How do you even do that? I think eventually they just start taking uh, skateboard trick names and backfilling that to be a sexual <laughs> position. <laughs> All right, we got we got a flying flip kick. What could that be in the bedroom? All right, all right, all right. Ladies laying down. Okay, okay, we're good. <laughs> then you kick her. All right. Uh, we're getting kind of away from the mood that I was trying to evoke. <laughs> Let's put that in the maybe pile. <laughs> we're just spitballing here, guys. Yeah. You're right. Blue sky, no bad idea. But like, let's just try to. You know, channel this energy towards a little bit of a different direction. Yeah, we'll put that in the maybe sutra. 
All right. So, anyways, yeah, they've got like some definite flirty sexual tension. Uh, Christian Bale seems to have flirty sexual tension with everybody. He's got it with Jerry Butler. He's got it with uh, Alex Jensen, the lady pilot. He's got it with Matthew McConaughey. He's yeah. got it with the fucking dragons. He almost has it a little bit with the kid that's supposed to be his like raised adopted son. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so the next day the dragons attack and uh, Quinn and his company, sp- they just sprint into action. They get a whole thing of what they do. Because yeah. they got the, the guys who they, they fly with them in their helicopters. They're called the Archangels. And they live 17 seconds at a time, man. Man. <laughs> or 17 seconds, period. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Total, Total time alive. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, the archangels jump out of the helicopter to lure the dragon as bait. Right, and yeah. they, like, net it, and then they kill it. Yeah, like, two other the archangels yeah. jump out after where they sort of sandwich the dragon between the two, and they net the wings of the dragon to, like, take it down and yeah. kill it. Yeah, it's actually kind of a cool idea. So, basically... And then first, they have to set up a radar situation. Yeah, like, three so, guys on dirt bikes have to yeah, go Yeah, it's a real, like, MMO around. raid situation where yeah. everyone's got their job that their they job gotta that play. They gotta, they gotta right. play their class. Yeah, yeah so yeah. you got, like, the three guys on motorcycles, and they each got these, like, radar sticks, and they're jam- triangulating things. That's your, like, support paladin bard character that's kind of buffing and debuffing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you got the helicopter pilot up above and she's flying in trying to evade the dragon through the clouds. That's like your ranger, your white mage kind of staying out of line of fire but providing a lot of really good DPS. And then you got your archangels the first one leaps out as the bait. That's clearly the tank. Of course. And then two following behind him. Those are your thieves that get good position in the back for some yeah. back strikes. For yeah, flank double strikes. damage. Yeah, you want yeah. those flank strikes. Mm-mm. Gotta have flank strikes. And so while it's all happening, the dragon is kind of, it's all in clouds and everything, partially to make it look cool and partially, I think, to obscure some of the yeah. special effects. And, uh, <laughs> and Matthew McConaughey's that 13-year-old that won't get off the voice chat. <laughs> His character died and he's logged out ages ago. Yeah, right. He won't hang up the Skype call because <laughs> he thinks we're real friends <laughs> right and the Dude, dragon we were just using you for your teleport spell you can leave whenever you need to <laughs> and the dragon uh ruins everybody's plans by going Leroy <laughs> and just jumping the gun on everybody and so the bait guy he crashes he explodes on the ground yeah, does. meanwhile pescatella one of the motorcycle goons gonna go put his stick in the ground he dies in a hail, uh, uh, a literal rain, rain of, of fire. fire. Pun though, because it was R A I instead of R E I. Right, yeah, yeah. If you have the if you have the uh, closed caption subtitles on, it makes sure to make that <laughs> distinction. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And so uh, Quinn is watching this whole thing from a, a, his binoculars and sees his gun. So he gets on his horse and he goes and he gallops in and saves the day by setting up the triangulation. Yeah. They finally uh, get about behind the dragon and uh, they shoot the nets at it and it gets in its wings and it goes the one guy dies and then like the dragon shakes off it's fucking uh, uh, the nets. The nets. The nets. It rolls back up and then just eats one of the archangels. Yeah. The other guy is able to get past and hit a shoot. He survives. But now uh, uh, they need to get the, uh, the bait so they can kill the dragon. So... McConaughey, uh, Van Zant. I, I keep wanting to say like Skinnerd, uh, <laughs> but yeah. he gets on the radio for uh, Christian Bale. And he's like, "You ready to ride? <laughs> I want you. You're my bait. 
I want 1,600 pounds of horse flesh running right in the heart of me. And right down my throat, he says. Right down my throat. He wants 1,600 pounds of horse flesh running right down his throat. Which, if he wanted, he could have just gone to France. They sell horse meat all over the place. It's delicious. Oh, really? yeah. Nice, huh? yeah, they don't have some kind of draconian laws where you can't eat horses. <laughs> That's all right. We'll get to the French later in this movie. <laughs> Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, if we I'm mention tra- it. Look, all I'm trying to say is that horse meat tastes good. All right, fine. So anyways. You're just you're taking a lot of really hard stands on things in this podcast. Yeah, John, uh, I am. You know what fair. else tastes good? Red lobster. <laughs> Whoa. I'm say it right now. You know, I took your word for the horse meat thing, but now I feel like your whole judgment's called into question. Hey, hey, hey. Cheesy biscuits, though. Yeah, oh, bro. Yeah, no, the cheddar bay biscuit biscuits. is top quality. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying go to Red Lobster and get... We're not going to vouch for the crab salad or yeah. like any of the actual Or really seafood. anything other than the fried shrimp. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I will vouch for the Admiral's Feast. That's no. my go-to when it's I go there. sit-down Long John Silver's is what that is. Well, that was always, is. that's my go-to is you get the cheesy biscuits from Red Lobster, leave immediately, go to a Long John Silver's... <laughs> nice. ...for some fish and uh, hush puppies nice. and you are good to go. I like this guy's thinking right, right? here. I think yeah. this guy's gross. Long John Silver's... The only thing that's what good do you about go to Captain D's <laughs> Sickburn. What's Captain D's? It's a shitty man's Long John Silver's. <laughs> Where? I don't actually know, but we had them. That's the a southern. Thing, oh, so yeah. it's a southern thing. Well, no, because it's Long like, John Silver's was way more popular. Oh yeah, no, I get it. it's a southern thing. It's like you'd be like, oh, you want tiny burgers? You're gonna want to go to Crystals. Fuck <laughs> yeah. that White Castle all the way. Oh. I'm prepared to die on that hill right now. <laughs> on a hill of steamed shitty burgers. Yeah, with a battle axe and a shotgun in my hand, <laughs> leaping forward into a gaping maw of. Giant shitty burgers. Yeah, yeah steamed. I don't know. Steamed yeah, shitty burgers. Steamed <laughs> shitty burgers. Steamed hams, if you will. <laughs> um, so, anyways, this dragon doesn't like being shackled, and it casts off the bonds <laughs> yeah. of its captors. Yeah. Uh, eats a couple bad guys, chases down uh, uh, Quinn on his horse. Just as he crests over the ridge, McConaughey lets loose a giant harpoon that pierces his chest. Dragon tumbles over the side of a mountain, breaks its wing and a yeah, half, does. and dies. Yeah, it does. Cut to we're eating dragon meat tonight, boys. Yeah. You know, oddly, they don't appear to actually cut up the dragon and eat they it. They seem to just kind of leave it there. I don't get this at all. Because it seems I, like a hassle. I could have sworn. I could have swore, and I didn't see it, but I could have just not been paying full attention. I could have swore at some point someone mentioned that the meat's poisonous, so they can't eat it. Uh, also, at some point later in the movie, Christian Bale uh, does say that they leave the dead body out there because the stink... Keeps uh, the dragons away. Keeps the dragons yeah, away. Like the yeah, they don't, they don't like, like the smell of their own dead. Uh, so anyways, cut to big old house party with Jimi Hendrix oh, playing. Yeah. And a, apparently giant spotlights just shooting yeah. off into the sky. Yeah, yeah dude. They got them. They're going to use them. It's, we're about to have the Matrix cave rave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, And their, their rave consists of a bunch of dirty, sweaty people drinking like two really week old alcohol. moonshine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> To uh, the aforementioned Jimi Hendrix, Let Me Stand Next to Your Fire, which I just now get. Because it's a dragon movie, you guys. Right. And there was burning. The only music to survive was dragon-related music. It was the one music they would not burn. I know you'd think they would have done Little Wing. Sure. Or anything from Wings. Yeah, or anything by Dragon Force. Or um, The Wings of a Hero, the Nickelback song from Spider-Man 2. No, everybody would burn that song. (laughs) (laughs) 
But Patrick, we all know that a hero will save us, no. but I'm not going to stand here and wait. No, no. If this I was is... a dragon, that'd be the first albums I burned. Also, fuck you, Nickelback. Spider-Man does not have wings. Sure he does. You wrote this for Spider-Man. He is the one superhero that does not have wings. I like that you're upset that Nickelback failed to write something correctly. <laughs> <laughs> like you were shocked. Yeah, right? Like that This is not a high standard quality I've come to expect. From Mr. Nickelback. <laughs> he was lucky he didn't call him the Cape Crusader. <laughs> no, I like Crusader. Uh, yeah. Crusader. Yeah. That's the that's it's, uh, the, it's the mixture of uh, John Cusack, Patrick Swayze. Yeah. <laughs> With a cape. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you would have to at that point. Yeah. To cover up all of your maladies. <laughs> so while they're all partying and cheering and everything, we killed the dragon. Van Zant and the rest of his crew roll in. They're a little solemn because, goddamn it. Two of their men just died. Three. Three of their men just died. I love Makane when he walks in. He's got... He literally takes that stance where it's like one foot in front of the other and his chest is like turned three quarters, big chin up, and his eyes are like watering and his face is quivering. Also, he can be like, Hail the country that has needs has heroes. Well, I say pity the country that needs them. And everyone's like, Oh, you bait and switched us. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, You're a bunch of fucking assholes for party when my people died. And like grumbles his way through another like big expansive yeah, monologue. Yeah, he does have another big monologue of weepy sadness. <laughs> oh, it's so great. And then he just like stomps off like dick first like he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> And, uh, and he goes to burn his men's bodies, I guess? Yeah, he goes, goes out to, to the cemetery, creates a big bonfire. Yeah. Well, Christian Bale goes out, I think, to burn some of the bodies, because I think... Because uh, Quinn... Bale finds him there. Because Quinn's not, Quinn's not celebrating. He's yeah. having... I mean, he's... Uh, he's there, and he understands the value of hope in this kind of world, and so he, you know, he has a little bit of his booze, but when he sees... Van Zant's wounded nature, he goes and he follows him out into the darkness where Van Zant explains to him why they're here. And they explain that all the dragons we've seen are female dragons. This one alone that we killed had several eggs inside, and they're just like fish. So there's a bunch of lady dragons and then one male dragon exactly like fish where there's yeah. only one male fish yeah. ever yep. ever and yeah. this dragon just flies all over the world just spraying cum all over lady dragons yeah. wherever he can yeah or it's, the, it's the uh however that works yeah. it's the james bond of dragons yeah. jet setting lifestyle life of adventure and danger just spraying his just seat. laying dragon yeah. pipe all over the place all over i will say this when they Later on in the movie, Christian Bale's got he's got the big dead dragon, the lady dragon, and he pulls an egg yeah. out of it. Out of the dragon. Mm-hmm. And the dragon egg has a fertilized embryo in it. There's a baby tiny dragon Is in there? there. Yeah. Which means he can't just be like spraying it willy nilly. They're not like <laughs> fish at all. Movie. No. <laughs> They're not like fish at all. But in defense of the movie, I do think it's We're like birds. It's, it's setting up the, the, the big boss battle that they're gonna have with like the main dragon. And they could have very easily gone the like Independence Day, like, it's the mothership of dragons. If we shoot it, they're psychically linked and they'll all just die, I guess. Yeah. Like I do like that they put in a little more thought as to what would make a single dragon boss fight enough to like win a war, a war against, against dragons. dragons yeah. yeah. I like to think that uh they didn't put nearly as much thought in it, John. It's <laughs> <laughs> a movie about dragons and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> uh so anyways, uh Matthew McConaughey tells Quinn that 
Like, I need your men. This war isn't over. I'm taking them into London. We're going to go kill this bull dragon. And Quinn's like, Quinn's like, no, you can't take my men. He's like, I do what I want. Cut to <laughs> next day. Uh, someone runs into Quinn's study. He's like, there's trouble in the yard. <laughs> yeah. There's a trouble brewing out there, sir. You might want to take a gander at this. And you got uh, now Van Zandt is standing on top of like, his tank giving a patent speech. Just about how, like, you're going to come with me and we're going to fight this thing down. And only four men are going to go with him. And Jerry Butler is just like, why are you doing this? That's my great Jerry Butler impression. Yeah, that's good, though. What are you doing over there? Like, is he Scottish? He rolls those R's? Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, really good. This is madness, he says. Yeah. Rolls them hard and deep. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Jared Butler doesn't do anything in the half measure, so. <laughs> Except for uh, Acting, Olympus has fallen. <laughs> performing, generally being a screen presence. Singing. <laughs> Have you seen the Phantom of the Opera movie where he's the Phantom? Oh, yeah. Gross. It's not good. Tough break. Yeah, it's real bad. Uh, so anyways, uh, the Phantom uh, tries to stop everybody from uh, going with Van Zandt. Van Zandt's not having it. He goes, that's it. The volunteer portion of this presentation is over. Now it's time for the draft. Yeah. And they literally just kidnap six dudes and right. take them along. Yeah. Six well, of their strongest. I believe yeah. that's being called press ganging. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gaslighting? Shanghaiing? Yeah. So, uh, quiz. Butt surfing. <laughs> Oh, Wait a yeah. minute. <laughs> One of these is not like the others. <laughs> Food eating. <laughs> Base jumping. <laughs> Smashing pumpkins. Now you're just naming 90s yeah. alternative bands? Yeah. Nirvana? I loved bass jumping. That was a great band. <laughs> Pearl jamming. <laughs> uh, I think that's the high water point right there, so yeah. we're just going to move on. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> uh, I stole the end of your joke! Take! Uh, why did nobody get Stone Temple piloting? Nobody. <laughs> Somebody should have You know you have, to, you have to pilot your Stone Temple sober. You are in danger of I have never seen a Stone Temple pilot sober. <laughs> never in my life. Uh, so anyways, uh, <laughs> Quinn sees Van Zant trying to take his men, and he's not having it, and they engage in, uh, just the barest of knuckles fisticuffs. Yeah. And we're and going by lethal weapon laws, where there's a big crowd, and they say, nah, let them fight. Let them That's fight. right. Yeah. Uh, and let them fight, they do, although it's not much of a fight. Matthew McConaughey beats the shit out of Christian <laughs> yeah. Bale. But not before, like, tearing off his jacket and scarf, so we can see his full tribal tattooed yeah. body, and just... Fucking pecs and abs and galore. I don't think he ever puts his jacket back on nope. through the course no. of this movie. He is bare chested to the end. Mm-hmm. That was his one jacket, and he wasted it on a bale fight. <laughs> yeah, and the, his only lines in the entire fight are. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he is coming against such biting uh, fighting words as. I'm gonna kill you! I'm gonna kill you! Yeah. I'm gonna kill you! Bam! I'm gonna kill you! Bam! Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> and then in the end, Van Zant just storms off and just goes to London. Yeah, uh, rather to London. Yeah, he's yeah. got he's got a got a Boston ass kind of inflection yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah, he's doing his best Billy West as Richard Nixon. Yeah, right. He's gonna grow up to be future Nixon. Oh. <laughs> So, uh, Van Zant 
takes uh, his uh, Bale's crew and they his go cadre. out. Yeah, and him and the helicopter and the tanks, they all just roll out back. They're heading to London. Also, we find out that uh, Quinn's little uh, stepson, adopted son, uh, manservant, Ward. Um, it's, it's his Paltrick. His, Paul, yeah. his Podrick Payne, yeah. um, who, name escapes me, uh, is... Jared? Yeah, Jerry. Oh, okay. Jerry. Yeah, something like Jared, that. right. Jerry. He's the gallery of jewelers. So yeah. they take so the the kid, uh the nemesis of K runs off and uh leaves Christian Bale behind while Christian Bale puts iodine all over his skin cuz that's what Foxy uh helicopter driver gave him. Uh it's to- iodine. It kills everything. Except for dragon. Right. Yeah. Although we don't know that they never they don't tried. use it on him. Yeah, right. no, they really should. Oh, we'll get to how this ending could have been way better. Yeah. yeah. So uh, could have had some rib tillis. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, we should all be so lucky. I feel like there are more cowboys in this movie than there was in Cowboys vs Dinosaurs. <laughs> and as you were saying, of the Cowboys vs Dinosaurs, if it was not going to present one of those things, surely it would have been the dinosaurs. No. Correct. No, it was loaded to the fucking gills with dinosaurs. Not a single cowboy. Not one. Uh, so anyways, Van Zant now is off. They, they get about 66 miles outside of London. We know this because there's a street sign that says London 66. That's well, probably kilometers, actually. Yeah. So they're closer than I think. Or like yeah. exit 66. Yeah. Like and then uh, someone was like super clever and scratched in another six. So it looks like it says oh, 666. Six, six. Oh, Get it? Because hell is life. Again, you rolled your perception because you were trying to look for some traps and your dungeon master was like, you notice this sign has an extra six on it. <laughs> God damn it, Steve. Can we just get to the boss of the dungeon? <laughs> no! <laughs> As you crawl through the wreckage of sadness and misery, you can't help but notice this might have been a glorious utopia upon its prime. <laughs> Pillars rise out from the ashes. It looks like a big fucking traffic jam, and I bet everybody that got burned up that day was like, thank merciful Christ. <laughs> if I sat here one more goddamn minute, I was killing everybody. I have been stuck in this roundabout for four days. Oh, no man. one's letting me turn. Certainly. Everyone was sitting on that freeway going, oh, kill me now. God, kill me now. And then their prayers were answered. With dragon napalm. With dragon napalm. So, while Van Zant is hanging out there, a dragon doth attack and quickly burns, like, his entire yeah. crew to death. Kills Not everybody. before he, with, like, a shotgun, with, like, an extra grip on it, is yeah. shooting sure, rounds yeah. into yeah. the face of the dragon while, while leaping, leaping backwards, backwards yeah. from an explosion. But we've been over the fact that conventional weapons do not affect them, which stops no one from shooting a dragon with a gun at any point in this movie. Right. At best, it seems to irritate and distract them right. for a second, but, like, no one's using that as an opportunity to escape. No. no. It's not like not they set up a last fight. Right. It's not like they set up a point man to be the diversion to allow for the exit of no. the... No. It is no. just like, everybody shoot all at once! <laughs> so Maybe he, that was the problem the army had the first time. <laughs> they took turns like a bunch of doofs. Right? So the, the dragon lays waste to Van Zandt's men. Uh, meanwhile, Quinn goes to pick up what's left of the burnt-up crops. He's got a little burlap sack just half-heartedly full of yeah. fire-roasted Prego tomatoes <laughs> and uh, probably a turnip or something. Yeah. They're English. They eat turnips, right? Yeah, they a, love single them. a single head of cabbage. A single head of cabbage. Yeah. 
Just the uh, one. Just the one. That's it. And it's fucking gross green cabbage. It's, it's, it's wilted cabbage. enough on the edges, and it's got some of that weird, like, weak old cabbage juice coming out of it. <laughs> yeah. It's no good. Yeah, it's oh. on its way to sauerkraut. <laughs> <laughs> In the head. <laughs> Ooh, this is slaw making cabbage. So, anyway. Slawed on the vine. Mm. <laughs> uh, and while Quinn is there, he notices... His kid didn't go with Van Zandt. Oh, nice. And then they share a nice little... Uh, Good to have you back, kid. Yeah. Yeah. And then from here on out... Which, like, it just draws into question, uh, what was the point of all that? No, <laughs> hey, calm it down. I hadn't asked that yet, Hand helpfully. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, they start going back, and yeah. then the dragon has attacked the castle. That's right. Yeah, because I guess the dragon triangulated the area of approach yeah. that the the fucking marines had taken. Because fi- yeah. they say that it happened once before when they tried to go to London to take yeah. out some dragons. The, they, the, the, the idiots Pembry yeah. had gone down there and the dragon chased them all the way back to Pembry. With the idea of... Uh, all of Pembry. <laughs> Not Pembry. Not Pembry. Pembry. Oh, will we it's ever have scarf. a Pim's Cup again? It's the scarf capital of North London. <laughs> <laughs> Pembry. So uh, the dragon does make its way back to the castle just as Quinn and his little boy are getting back there. And it is fucked up. There's just fire all over the place. This dragon is just standing atop of it yeah. like a wrestler conquer, like fucking ravishing Rick Rude standing yeah, yeah, yeah. over a, yeah. another is- wrestler he's conquered. Uh, it's great. It is a fucking sweet uh, Christopher Lee death metal album cover. Right, yeah, right. Just spraying <laughs> dragon fire all into the castle. Like I can see it being like I can see it being like the next Meatloaf album cover. Yeah. Sure. Just all just have to add like a picture of Meatloaf on a motorcycle, just like flying yeah. away on it. And then you have to add all of the music not living up to that badass album cover. <laughs> all, all, you, all you need to, as long as the words say music and lyrics by Jim Steinman, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's just a weirdly. Operatic love ballad? Yeah, about teenage love and motorcycles and baseball analogies, you know? (laughs) Classic rock shit. (laughs) So anyways, uh, the Meatloaf album cover castles like on fire Quinn runs in and he uh, tries to save some people uh, yeah the castle's prepared for it because they've like dug up the catacombs beneath the castle and they've got like fire doors and uh, yeah. sprinkler systems and so like the water's going off and so Quinn, it's like a giant panic room yeah and Quinn gets all the kids together with uh, with Jerry Butler and he has them pray and it's a prayer that we kind of skipped this over earlier thing but it's a prayer that they give it's a callback every to night. earlier yeah. and it's a prayer they give every night it's like what do we do when he comes we dig hard we dig fast we run and don't look back it was like this whole big thing mm-hmm. uh, and then more fighter comes in and Jerry Butler's gotta like go and get the rest of the people and he runs out into a hallway just as the dragon takes a deep breath and spits down I guess a chimney or a hole into it <laughs> yeah. that just fills the whole castle with fire and the fire rushing out of the hallway with enough force to make a door that pulls outward, come back, back in, in somehow. Yeah. <laughs> and Jared Butler has but one look left in his life, and he uses that to make eye contact with Christian Bale, uh, as if to say, I've always loved you. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then he gets turned to crisp. Yeah. yeah. He just gets burnt up. Burnt up. So now, uh, Van Z- meanwhile, Van Zant and uh, Alex, the uh, foxy helicopter lady, show up. And they all get back together. And they hatch a plan. They're going to go to London. And from here on out... This movie becomes a wacky road comedy and, uh, because yeah. Christian Bale can't stop cracking jokes no. when you run out. He's got nothing but jokes. He's <laughs> looking in the face of death and he's just cracking wise. Like he's clearly gone goddamn mad. Yeah, yeah. And they uh, they go back to the tunnel where it all started. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I guess the implication is the dragon that they woke up that killed his mom is, is the, the dragon bull. that they're about to kill. Yeah, that's yes, the bull. which. Feels like the biggest studio note ever. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. The hero's got to have personal beef with the yeah. dragon, or the audience can't get invested. That's like, right. we're only missing the scene where the dragon and Quinn come face to face, and the dragon like recognizes him. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's you, oh, little boy from the elevator. You killed my mother. I'm here to kill you back. <laughs> you woke me up from my nap. <laughs> Uh, and so they kind of like sneak through London and we see just like all the uh, the female dragons just like take to the skies when the bull shows up and he just eats one of them. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, I'm yeah, done yeah, with this. The implication is that the dragons are also running out of food, which yeah. does not make sense because they eat ash, ash that they produce with their fire breaths and literally anything can become ash. Yeah. Yeah. But they're starving anyways, so he eats one of the the lady dragons and then just kind of perches atop of a part of London. Yeah, they dude, sneaker. you gotta let that shit digest. Yeah. yeah, man. My favorite part then comes up, this is my favorite part of the whole movie, Van Zant is explaining what they're gonna do. He's like, Quinn, you're gonna go run over the, by this wall, I'm gonna get on this tower, and then Alex, you're gonna run out there and be the distraction. And he's, like, been drinking from this flask the entire movie, <laughs> right? Because he's this badass guy from Kentucky. I think he calls his group the Kentucky Irregulars. Irregulars, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is, I think, way better than the Expendables. <laughs> well, uh, Kentucky Irregular is actually my pant size. So oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think sense. you get those from TJ Maxx or Marshalls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And the big and tall. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, for, I for, always forget that you guys don't know this. John is seven feet tall. Yeah. yeah. He's very big. He's yeah. huge. I'm yeah. very tall. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything. Anyway, his... No, it just, it just paints a nice picture for the audience. Definitely not has any relationship to the truth or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's for when the audience is curled up by their fire with their warm snifter of brandy. Yeah, and they were Settling in us. for the night. Yeah. yeah. It's like when people write those completely true letters to Penthouse, and they're like, let me describe you for it. I'm five foot two, 36 double G boobs. <laughs> <laughs> But in reality, he's five foot seven and a dude. <laughs> uh, so anyway, double G still, still yeah, double G, still boots. double G's now. Yeah, uh, with Cheeto dust all over. Oh, so anyways, yeah. yeah, if you treat him real nice, he'll give you his uh, recipe for uh, Taco Bell Little Caesar sandwich. Mm. John, please elaborate. Oh God, here's what you do: you go to Little Caesars, you get yourself a hot and ready with whatever topping your little heart desires, because you worked hard today and you've earned it. Good. On your way home, you stop off at a Taco Bell, you get two seven-layer burritos. Oh. When you get that shit home, you unwrap the seven-layer burritos and lay them gently upon the pizza, which you then fold over itself and eat like a sandwich. Oh. John, you just changed my life. I feel like that could be enough food to kill me for probably less than $7. But here's the thing you got to keep in mind is that you're going to eat this right before you go to sleep because, of course, you're going to go to sleep. (laughs) You are going to wake up four hours later to a thick, 
fog of your own farts. Oh, okay, yeah. Like fog that you can move with your hand. Visible, yeah. visible fart stack. Like, you ever see John Carpenter's The Fog? Yeah. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about a parallax amount of fog. Fog that is just almost a solid if only you could connect the right atom and it would just make a solid block of fart. Great, okay, cool. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, stay tuned. Uh, coming soon, the Body Counts and Beer recipe book. Yeah. Uh, where we're going to have all sorts of things, uh, and including our fucking anchor recipe. <laughs> the Little Caesar Burrito Pie, Sammy. We're going to shoot it like those YouTube videos where you just see the hands making it. <laughs> yes, definitely. So anyways, uh, Van Zandt, he, he's been drinking from this flask the whole movie. He takes a swig, drinks it. He passes it over to Alex. She drinks it. She passes it to, to Quinn. Meanwhile, he's explaining their whole plan. Yeah. The scene grinds to a halt for Christian Bale to take a swim and go, Ugh, it's water! <laughs> As if like that was the culmination of a joke, like a running gag yeah. throughout the movie. It's like, he was drinking water the whole time! Beep, beep, beep. He was never drunk. He was just mentally unbalanced. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> so uh, Christian Bale Quinn he runs off to his wall and then uh, Van Zant climbs up onto his tower Alex uh, is ready she runs out to get the dragon to like chase her it does and then it's up they've to got, Van Zant they've each got one shot right yeah. oops there goes gravity mom's spaghetti palms are sweaty uh, their one shot is that they brought exactly two explosive tipped arrows yes. to this Man. dragon fight Rambo exploding air. <laughs> oh, oh no, the dragons found us, oh, you no. guys. Into yeah, the bunker. Sorry, that one hurt. Um, <laughs> so anyways, yeah, they've all got magnesium-tipped C4 arrows. Yeah. And basically the plan is before the dragon lets out fire, it kind of billows its chest, and that's your opportunity to strike it in its weak spot with this exploded arrow. Yeah. Right. Christian Bale loses his immediately. Immediately. Yeah, he does a sweet fucking, like, forward jump He doesn't roll. even leave it there because he finds it at the truck, which means that he le- he loses he lost that it, thing, like-, <laughs> like, when he steps out of the little train car. But when he, 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 like, opens up his pocket to find it, he knows it's not there, and he gets this lock on his face, like, alright, okay, don't panic, retrace your steps. Yeah. Where was the last place you know you had it? Well, that was over in the building with Matthew McConaughey. That water was fucking weird. Alright, no, you're getting sidetracked! <laughs> focus, focus, focus! <laughs> so, uh, the dragon, meanwhile, chases after Alex, and then Van Zant kind of hollers at it for it to come up, and he goes, Yeah, come get it, big boy! Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he pulls up his crossbow, crossbow. with magnesium tip C4, and just as the dragon's about to uh, b- blurch up, he fires. Uh, but the dragon gets the fire out just in time, and it blows up the explosive. It pushes the dragon back a little bit, but that's it. But now he's got black smoke coming out of his mouth, and he's coming for Van Zandt. Who so, then draws his battle axe and leaps off a guardrail at it. He leaps a good 50 feet in oh, the air. Yeah, yeah he's, oh, still, he's still inclining as the dragon <laughs> leans forward and just chomps him up. It just bites him. Yeah, it's all it's, over. Amazing. And then his battle axe falls out, and it's shot in such a way that it looks like it's going to land on Alex's yeah, head. Yeah, it yes. really is. You think she's looking at the battle axe, but no, she's looking at the guardrail. Yeah, it's like fall. framed in such a manner that somebody's going to find it and pick it up, and like, like the movie's going to end with some kid picking it up and going, 
Huh. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. knowing his purpose in life is to just run around axing dragons, I guess. <laughs> so anyways, now it's Alex and Quinn, and they are on the run from the dragon. The dragon knows they're there. And the whole reason they've done this at the time they've done it is because the dragon's eyesight, good during the day, better at night. But during the failing light, they can't focus. During the magic hour. Yeah. And so they're trying to get away from the dragon. It's storming around corners and, you know, throwing fire all over the place. Alex is a little wounded. Her ankle's all messed up. So Quinn's, like, carrying her around. Finally, Quinn gets the dragon. He gets his arrow. He finds it. And he turns it on the dragon. Dragon throws fire at him. He dives out of the way. Doesn't lose his arrow this yeah, time. Classy, well done, classy, Quinn. Classy. Then just stands there and has a face to face with yeah. the dragon. No, they for look a at good each other like, for a couple minutes. Yeah, a couple yeah. minutes. And yeah. the reason he's so close is because the crossbow will only shoot these arrows fifty feet. Yeah. Uh, sure enough, the dragon rears back, opens its mouth, and he just shoots the arrow directly into its throat. And the dragon explodes. Yeah, he does. It's actually a really the, both of the dragon. Well, all of the dragon deaths in this movie feel pretty underwhelming to me because right. it explodes in that way that the entire explosion is just contained in his mouth like a burp, and then he falls over. Yeah. Right. Like I want to see some head explode, dude. Yeah. I know. I want pieces of dragon like raining through the sky. Yeah, like shit. just huge chunks of it falling. Yeah. Down right. Like this is place. the boss battle. I want to see that viscera. Yeah. You know. I want there to be nothing left of that dragon. Yeah. yeah, you want it to be like the end of Jaws yeah. when he says "smile, you son of a bam," and then there's just hunks of shark flying all over the place. Exactly, they cut out the swear word to maintain the PG rating, but they can keep in the head explosion yeah. and the boobs at the beginning. Oh, that's right. That I always forget those boobs. <laughs> so uh, they blow up the dragon, and everything is okay. We cut to three months later. We have Christian Bale and Alex. Uh, I don't know why I'm like, mixing up character and actor. <laughs> yeah. Quinn and Alex. Because these performances truly blur the line between <laughs> actor and character. <laughs> In a way, not since uh, the, the heights of Brando and Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So uh, uh, Alex and Quinn are uh, they're they're building like a, a radio, radio tower, tower? Yeah. yeah. And then his little fake son rolls up and he's like, "Hey, Dad. Hey, fake mom. I assume." Well, hey, fake dad. Hey, fake mom. Yeah. Hey, yeah. fake dad. Hey, faker mom. Yeah, yeah. He has lived nothing but a life of delusions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he's like, "Oh, there's someone on the radio. I think they're French. And they're speaking French." And Christian Bale's just like, oh, don't talk to me. I don't know French. And, <laughs> Great uh, Christian Bale. Great thank Christian you, yeah. Bale. And uh, he's like, they want to know who's in charge. And he goes, well, I guess that's you, then. And he's like, uh, uh, all right. You, you really like <laughs> rides away. You realize I'm like 14 at best, yeah? yeah whatever. <laughs> All sensible right. way on his horse and then I guess my first decree as leader of this group is I don't know Zeppelin rules <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this brief well, the drinking age should really be 14 yeah <laughs> The, the the Alex and Quinn have this little brief conversation that could have just been like a static screen with typo on, like with like Chiron on it. Because yeah. just like so no, you I like the idea of the, the screen freezing the word typo <laughs> as if the editor had said, you know, oh shit, this this scene is a typo. I gotta make sure I cut it out later. But no one caught it before it went to press. Yeah. Whoops. And so he he turns to her, she turns to him and she's like, so you think it's over? And he's like, I haven't seen a dragon in three months. So 
Yeah? If they come back, they burn, we fight. And she says, oh, wow, suddenly you're very optimistic. No, he's been optimistic this whole time. Oh, yeah. movie. This whole last scene feels tacked on to trick us into thinking the characters went on a journey when they really... They, they are the exact same There's people no journey. Yep. that they were at the beginning of this yeah. movie. The only difference is now Christian Bale's got a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And he throws his arm around her shoulder and they walk off and into the sunset. And he picks up Matthew McConaughey's axe. Yep. And they walk <laughs> off into the sunset. Well, because that's their adopted child together. Yeah, yeah. Matthew McConaughey's axe. Yeah. yeah. And they walk off, cut two credits. Let's cut to the, a song. So if you lived in the, the, the late 90s into early 2000s, you know that any uh, action movie ended with a song by a, a dark, brooding, moody, alternative hard rock band. That's right. This movie is no different and features a song. A song. Uh, by Mad at Gravity. I couldn't even remember the name of the song, but Who yeah, the did? band is called Mad at Gravity. Yeah. And it is the moodiest of moody. Mm. Uh, it's like a mix of uh, Nickelback, Seether, and Evanescence without the cool guy going, Wake me up! <laughs> yeah. What? That's what made Evanescence cool. Oh, uh, yeah. The guy who rapped, like, once a song for Well, you got to remember, Evanescence was just Anya with rap. Yeah. Mm. Why did that make you hungry? <laughs> None of those words were food. Well, I guess rap technically is. I mean, yeah. And Anya. <laughs> it's time for bullet points. <laughs> All right, and we are back with our very first bullet point, Body Count! Body Counts. Patrick, what do you think the body count of Reign of Fighter is? Like, eight? Oh, okay. Yeah, John. Eight. John, body count. Yeah, I guess we never definitively answered if we're counting the, like, prologue where all of humanity gets wiped out. Yeah, that's a lot, and I'm assuming we're not. (laughs) Yes, your eight would be dangerously low. (laughs) Patrick Bromley, he's not a flat earth truther. He's a, there's only nine people on the planet earth truther. Everybody else is just a a hallucination I'm having. A projection of the government to make you think that there's order. Chemtrails! It's all AI. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to say 14. All right. The body count of Reign of Fire, 29. Oh, shit. Oh, right, because all those guys the died. The castle attack. Yeah. yeah and that's all the fire dudes standing burning. around the trucks. I forgot about all the trucks. Yeah. yeah. And also all of humanity. So, yeah, well. Joke's on you. We were counting it the whole time. Oh, no. uh, well, I guess you win our prize, Mark. <laughs> what do I get? Changing the rules. <laughs> what do I get? Uh, the U.S. presidency, I guess. Nice. Oh, great. Uh, my first decree is Zeppelin rules. Nice. Neat. You know, <laughs> cool. I like it. Uh, and that takes us to our next bullet point, best kill. Kill! John, what's the best kill? I'm gonna take McConaughey right off the bat, y'all. Yeah. He's coming off the board. He's coming off early. That was a hell of... Because there was so much build-up to it. Yeah. There's the slow-motion leap off the top of the oh, tower yeah. where he has superhuman jumping abilities. But then the actual death is just... 
chomp. Chomp. Yep. <laughs> he affects Bite. nothing with his death. There is no heroism. There is no, like, grand sacrifice. He's just... Ah, <laughs> yeah, it's his big hero moment, and it's, like, wiped out and just a little bit of... Snatch. Yeah. And, like, if you remember, I don't know if anyone remembers the ad campaign for this movie, but it was all built around him leaping Being, off yeah, his axe yeah, in his with hand. This giant axe. And you were just like, oh, shit, he's going to kill a dragon with an axe. <laughs> and it would have been something. Yep. <laughs> Although this uh, marketing campaign for the movie, as I remember, they, like, didn't really show that it was, like, modern-day technology. Like, it was all shots of, like, the castles and the countrysides and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Like, they, they like, I remember being surprised to learn that it wasn't, like, a medieval movie. Yeah, it kind of had, like, the trailers. I think I remember that, too. That had, like, sort of like an Evil Dead 3 yeah. kind of thing going for yep. it. Yeah. It was real weird. Yeah. Patrick, best kill. Ooh, I'm gonna go with the death of Christian Bale's dignity when oh. he gets the crap beaten out of him by Matthew McConaughey <laughs> on the steps of the castle. Man, that's vicious. The 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 punches that McConaughey is throwing <laughs> oh, man. are like full on like reach all the way, way back, back. Yeah, no, and then swing through like massive haymakers. Yeah, it's the John Wayne school of punches. Yeah. <laughs> you turn your body all the way around, just throw all your weight into it. <laughs> Everything is a home run. <laughs> Just shattered cheekbones everywhere. <laughs> oh, Mark, best kill. Uh, I'm going to go with the poor schlub of the Archangels who just slaps into the ground. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't even see it, but, like, you just see his dot, like, accelerate and then disappear. And then disappear. You see a shot from his vantage point where it's just clouds, 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 ground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, buddy. England's foggy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just a really good kill. Yeah. He just, he, from 5,000 feet. Yeah. Oh, good times. Tough break, buddy. Good times. <laughs> Tough break. All right, well, that brings us to our next bullet point, war crimes. War crimes. Patrick, war crimes. That bald asshole stealing that truck. <laughs> <laughs> that is a crime against humanity right there, man. True, when the rest of humanity is like 14 people. Yeah, <laughs> and you're going to raid the turnips? Well, especially because dick. that was, for all intents and purposes, a military vehicle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's basically, after hours, going AWOL from the compound, right. stealing military hardware. In order to steal food from the other settlers. Which, by the way, is the plot of the movie Stripes. So yeah, except they have like a cool RV with they, missiles yeah, in it. I they guess. have a they have a like the Knight Rider version of an <laughs> RV. But like, will Bill Murray and Harold Ramis have the courage to have sex with those two ladies? <laughs> <laughs> they will, and they do. <laughs> John, war crimes. Uh, I'm completely caught off guard by this question. Now what? I had one locked and loaded. What was it? Oh, that's right. Uh, pressing into service. Civilians. Yeah. yeah. The old press ganging. Yeah, the, the uh, Kentucky Irregulars straight up just steal people into service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, I believe, how the War of 1812 started, actually. Yep. Oh, yeah. That Kept was a press good, ganging, guys. That was a good war. Was yeah. it? Well, they burnt the White House down, screw that place. For some reason, we invaded parts of Canada, I and guess. Canada invaded parts of us. Yeah, we inexplicably let Andrew Jackson just go apeshit on everybody. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Andrew Jackson was like dropping the Hulk in the middle yeah. of the war zone. You right? just let him do his fucking thing. Andrew Jackson was the Hulk in yeah. the middle of the war zone. <laughs> just hitting people with sticks all over the place. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right, Mark, war crimes. 
Um, I'm probably going to have to say uh, the entire nuclear annihilation of the human race just to kill a couple dragons. Eh. That's true, because they do paint it as, like, the nuclear weapons is what really finished off humanity. Like, the way they show, like, a little, like, news clip of just, like, the red nuke dots going off around the globe, and it's hundreds of them. It's a lot. It's a lot of nukes. Like, the fact that there are 14 people left in the world is pretty Pretty amazing. Because they're just dropping nukes left and right. Nuking everything. Yeah, it's like the end of Doctor Strange love, except we don't get a cool cowboy riding one down. Yeah. yeah. Great movie. They did cut out the pie fight out of this movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> don't they always? Come on, Hollywood. Get off your high horse and give us the epic pie fight movie we demand. <laughs> you cut pie fights out of Lord of the Rings. You cut them out of Lawrence of Arabia. You cut them out of Goodfellas. Yeah. All these movies had great pie fights and you got rid of them. <laughs> Damn dirty Hollywood. The only one. What you is let this? It... A lemon meringue? I look like some sort of guy that eats lemon meringue to you. What am I to you, huh? Some lemon meringue eating jabron? No, you take this pie into your face. And then they decided, like, all right, Marty, Mister Scorsese, please, you have directed some of the finest American films of all time, but I gotta say, the pie fight in the middle of your very serious gangster epic, based on a true story. It just doesn't seem to gel into a cohesive with the rest. Yeah, well, let me tell you what I'm doing here. Let me tell you what I'm doing here with this scene. You know, please, please, please. What we're gonna do here? We're gonna do here. We're gonna do all these different kinds of pies, right? And these kinds of pies, you know, all kinds of pies. You got chocolate soaked pie, you got apple pie, you got cherry pie. Sure, it's not necessarily the the thing is he doesn't like quantity of pie. No, but you don't understand. It's the lemon meringue pie. The lemon meringue pie. You know, it's a symbol. You know, it's a metaphor for for man's acceptance to Jesus Christ. And you know, Jesus Christ is played by Willem Dafoe, and everyone loves him. And you got David Bowie's Pontius Pilate, and it's great. And nobody likes the nobody likes the pie. Nobody likes the lemon meringue. Pie because it's too it's too sour, it's too sour and too sweet on the top. He's like mushy on the top and it's like a marshmallow, but it's not a marshmallow. It's meringue, and then on the side it's creamy, but it's not creamy because it's made out of a goo. It's like a custard. You know what I'm talking about? You got pies all over the place. Look, 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 look. George Romero put goddamn pie fight in his Dawn of the, you know, Dawn of the Dead. I can't put a pie fight in my movie. Mr. What are you trying Scorsese. to tell me? Huh? Mr. Scorsese. Hold on, Mr. hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Marty, if I may call you such. You did it again, boy. High fives all around. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> nice. And that's the Marty Scorsese bit. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on. Good to, work, everybody. Yeah, that was really good. All right, so moving on to our uh, uh, final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? John, is this an action movie? No, this is purely in the uh, adventure camp. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I will say that it's a perfect conceit for a movie to contain action. Because if anything gets too dull, you can always just throw a dragon fight in there. And they do. And it's great. It's it's paced very well. Anytime it's gone on for not even too long, but just the right amount of like quiet time between yeah. big dragon. Someone battles. runs in and is like, "Oh no!" Yeah, there's a dragon. Down. Yeah, exactly. or a bird screams. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Patrick, is this an action movie? Oh man, you know it obeys that rule so closely that I almost want to say yes. That it is an action movie. Lots of people die. Plenty of stuff blows up. And really, literally, if someone says more than like five or six sentences, that sixth sentence is going to be, oh shit, guys, there's a dragon. (laughs) And I appreciated that a lot. So I'll give it yes on that. But I agree with John. It's very, it's close on the line. 
All right, Mark, is this an action movie? Uh, I am going to actually side with Patrick on this one and say, yes, it is an action movie. Uh, more fantasy, yeah, it, it does have elements of fantasy and adventure because of your dragons and your, your scope. But I think what makes it an action movie is there are literally hundreds of guns. Now, <laughs> now how many of the guns work? Yeah, there's only Questions. seven seven bullets. Yeah, yeah. Between there's only like three functional guns. But when you have a movie where guys like skydive out of a helicopter to throw bolo nets at a dragon, that's pretty action packed to me. Plus, a guy tries to chop a dragon up with an axe. That's pretty great. Pretty uh, great. You got a good fist fight scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have your uh, 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 military hardware being. Uh, still shown as the peak of manliness yeah. and importance. Right. Uh, it's yeah. It follows all those great action movie uh, tropes. I'm gonna say yes. It is an action. Cool. Movie. Cool. So for those of you keeping track, we've got one of us is right and two of us is wrong. Oh, wait a minute. Perfect. Wait a minute. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wait a minute. Tally okay. that up right. on the old uh, scoreboard. When did Mark and I become one person and you became two? <laughs> <laughs> the day I seized the Senate. <laughs> Whoa there, Palpatine. Wow. Whoa, guys. Yeah. Because Ian McDermott is here. Yeah. And he's really in character. Yeah. Isn't he has not dropped it in like 15 years. <laughs> not even for other movies. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, he just shows up as fucking Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> fucking shoots lightning out of his hands the whole movie. Yeah. May I take your trident, sir? <laughs> that was more Gollum than anything else. No, because Gollum was more like, Can I take your trident, sir? That's Gollum. Cool, guys. Now let's all do our Borats. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> all right, our final <laughs> review. <laughs> our final review of Reign of Fire. John. Uh, I give it seven McConaughey's out of 12 bales. Ooh, Patrick. Oh, that's a lot of McConaughey's out of bales. I'm going to give it uh, 10 greasy, greasy weird guys out of 10 other greasy weird guys. <laughs> oh, and one bald guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Mark, uh, I am going to give this one perfect head of cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> in a joke we have yet to explain <laughs> to anyone yeah. in the audience, and, and we never will. Yeah, because it turns out that my memory of that head of cabbage was wrong. <laughs> So that, that was the only thing you remembered. It's from the only movie. thing I remembered about it. Was so for, that there was a head of cabbage and it did not show up in the rewatch. For months, for months I've been trying to get us to do this movie and usually being shot down. And every time this movie gets Not by up, me. I've always time, been on board for Rain of Fire, for the record. Every time this movie comes up, Patrick brings up, there's this head of cabbage. Yeah. To the point that today, while we were getting prepared for this, in the text that he sent... Oh, we're meeting at one o'clock, right? Yeah. And then his is, this is what he said. Uh, in lieu of pizza, I got us all single heads of cabbage. Yeah. He, he often referred to this as that dragon movie with a single head of cabbage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so not a, and there's not a single head of cabbage. Nope. It's all tomatoes and turnips. Uh, I felt like I woke up in Mario 2. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Oh. This was better on the rewatch, though. I said that we finished. Yeah. I'll say it now. Rain of Fire, better on the rewatch. Yeah, it's a solid movie. It's it's like a good pot of chili. It's always better the next day. <laughs> For Body Counts and Beer, I am Mark Rosendahl. I am Patrick Bromley. I am and always will be your John Rooney. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick, Aragon Bromley, John, Dragonslayer Rooney, and Mark, T-Wars Rosendahl. 
Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, pretty much anywhere fine podcasts are purveyed. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.